challenge me. That was the topic of the article that just leapt off the page at me. And I started looking at it, and there was a picture that, by the author. It was somebody I knew, somebody you may know. It was Helen Heston, one of the youth that is now becoming a young woman and attending the University of Texas. And she was the one who wrote the article, so I had to read it. And it really gripped me. She was saying that people her age in the 20s wanted to be challenged by the church. That's what they expected. For the next six weeks, Pastor Lisa and I are going to be talking about great expectations. And Helen is going to be the lead-in for these messages each time. See what she has to say about the practice of worship. Let's watch the video here. Um, feeling like... I wasn't at home in a church unless I was being challenged in what I either believed or did or thought, or like the way I connected relationally with the people around me was being challenged. I think something that I've felt more recently and that I'm happy I've been um, taking part in and want to in the future is um, mourning in worship um, and taking space to let that be okay. Um, Silence and sadness and difficulty, I think, is something that we experience all the time outside of the church. And um, sometimes I feel like I enter a, a church or a space and I'm expected to just ignore all of that and be super happy and excited and my life's amazing and let's celebrate. And absolutely, there's a time for celebration. Um, but I also think the thing that I've been most challenged in recently is saying, if this is my family, if this is the community that I have around me, this is my home, um, why don't I bring that with me and mourn together? Um, and carrying that sadness and experiencing it together is so much more powerful than pretending like it doesn't exist. And um, at least going into worship now, I think of it as such a... Um, like restorative time in my week. Even uh, if I just think about actual time, like how blocked out everything is and how busy I am during the week, I know that I have this time and this space to sing together and be quiet together and it's restorative. I mean, worship in and of itself, a time to be with our community uh, and have that, that space and, and practice uh, what we what we care about together, um, yeah. Restorative community, bringing all that we experience into worship and knowing that that's okay, that's blessed, that's holy. We begin New Year's with great expectations, and over these six weeks, Pastor Lisa and I are going to be talking about what God expects of, of us, but also what we can expect of God. And today we're going to be talking about worship. I want to challenge you as we begin 2016 together to see worship not as just a once in a stable in Bethlehem event, but as a lifelong journey. They went home by another road. It wasn't just that one stop in Bethlehem. I would love to see worship become more than just a, a, a Sunday morning appointment to become a lifestyle. 
I would love for you to see worship as more than just checking off an attendance box to being a relationship with Christ. In my own uh, Aggie language, I would love for you to see worship as not being a have to, a burden, but as a get to, a, a joy. What can you expect when you come here to worship? Pastor Leeson and I will be well prepared. It will not be a Saturday night special that we offer you. We will have spent some time in reflection and prayer as we come here to worship. And we will offer you good news uh, these Sunday mornings when we gather for worship. There will be lovely music and inspiring music, no matter if it's Frank in the praise band or Dr. Diane in the chancel choir, or Gus in the handbells, or the children or whomever. Music will help us resonate with the presence of Christ in our midst. You will encounter a servant community here, one that leaves worship service to be in service to others if you come around here. And you will be welcomed. You will be warmly welcomed and embraced wherever you are in your journey with Christ. What can you expect of God in worship? If I understand this passage correctly, you can expect to be surprised <laughs> in worship. Uh, these wise persons sure were, as they were trying to find the Christ, the newborn king. So, let me just give you some examples of what can happen in worship. Uh, we have children first that we do the first Sundays of the month. And we have the Sacrament of Communion here. And there was one Sunday, not too long ago, when a child got frozen, got stuck here beside me while I was going to celebrate was going to consecrate the elements here. The child with big eyes, and what do I do now? And I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it was one of those God moments. And I just pointed to the bread. And the child took the bread and broke the bread. And I pointed to the cup, and the child lifted up the cup. That's what can happen in worship. Anything can happen. The unexpected can happen. It could be like... Um, the time I told the story when I first came here about my former church, about finding the, the ushers finding in the collection plate a woman's wedding ring, a, a ring with gold and diamond in it. And then when I told that story here to you in worship, after that worship service, someone put in a gold ring with a diamond on it, a woman's ring here. How does that happen? It's just unexpected it could be like the man at St. John's uh, Church. I served twice here. And all those years that I was at that church, his name is Grattan, and he used to sit right over here with his four sons and his wife. And everybody just said, well, Grattan's part of the church. And then there was that Sunday, not when I was there, long after I left, that he just came up when we give the invitation at the close, you know, at the worship service. He came up and he says, I want to be baptized but, but you've always been here. I thought you were a member of the church. I thought you were baptized. No, he hadn't been. I want to be baptized today. And we're not prepared for it. We don't have water. You know, it's just, it's, things like that happen in worship. Sometimes you come to worship and there's a former pastor who just shows up like John Haller over here. And you go, what is that about? And uh, welcome, John. Welcome home. So, yeah. <laughs> It could be like the Episcopal priest friend that I had 
who was giving his sermon on stewardship about how we're supposed to give and be generous and grateful and, and all that. And as people were going out of worship, there was the woman who said to him, Thank you so much, Father, for that sermon on healing. That's exactly the words that I needed to hear today. How does that happen? It's, it's unexpected. That's what happens in worship. What you can expect, or what God can expect of you, to never leave you alone, to never give up on you, to always be inviting you, wooing you, just like those wise guys <laughs> from the East. I did a little research. You know I do prepare for these messages. And, and you know, we always talk about them maybe being scholars and, and things like that and uh, interested in astronomy. But one of the things I read this past week said, these were the least likely candidates to show up to recognize who the Christ was. Imagine this. Uh, your psychic hotline people, your tarot card dealing people, your horoscope reading people from a foreign land, pagans who leave everything behind and they, what is driving them? If, if, if not, this God who's seeking them out and saying, I have more for you, more than you've been living, more than you have been intending for yourself. That's, that's the God that I know. And you cannot escape this God. You were made to worship. And you're going to worship something. We all do. But you will never be satisfied until you find your way to the Christ. This is what I believe. It's that God that is seeking you out before you even understand who or what is seeking you out. And you're responding to that. So I'm not going to say how many times you're supposed to be in worship because it's a lifestyle of worship. It's, it's, it's what you do as you pray and go through your day and you hold everything before God. It's not just coming here on Sunday morning. I, I think, church, we're going to be challenged to meet people where they are instead of expecting them to come where we are today like those wise guys did Instead of beating up on people who are at the soccer practice on Sunday morning, I'm wondering how we could go and be the church there and bring a Sunday school lesson there or a worship setting there. I, I'm just, that's what God's putting on my heart for this season, what God is expecting of us. How are you like those wise men? How are you feeling that tug, that, that leading, that inviting that just won't leave you alone? What might you be leaving behind in order to really worship, not just as a once in a manger in Bethlehem event, but as a lifestyle, as a journey? God has great expectations for us. That's the good news I have to share this day. Amen.